Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's Sports Station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller is back producing the program for us. Glad that he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. We could have a World Series champion tonight. We could have, if we're being optimistic here, and we are. Usually, we used to bill ourselves as the most optimistic show, Grizzly show on this here network. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've, I don't know if we've upheld that necessarily all the time. Um, we lost the Prince of Positivity um, ultimately, but hopefully. This is also a day when we get our first Grizzlies win of the season. Are they still underdogs? I don't know. They were two point underdogs when okay. I looked this morning. I mean, it's a pick, I mean, whatever. It's essentially a pick them, but I think they were favorites in three of the first four games when they closed or something like that. Mm, I think they were favored. I think when the games closed, they were slight favorite. They were f- slight favorite against New Orleans. Slight favorite against New Orleans, and then I, it was a slight favorite against. Uh, the Wizards, but I don't think they were favored against. I know they were not favored against the Nuggets, and I don't think they were. I think it was like one and a half against mm-hmm. the Maps. Well, nonetheless, Grizzlies in action in Salt Lake City tonight. They will get Luke Kennard back, but uh, Derrick Rose will not play. So uh, it's still a two point line in favor of the Jazz. But uh, it's uh, hopefully you know could be a could be a big day, could be a big sports night. Yeah, we also have more Maction last night. It was good to see mm-hmm. Maction bang get off with a bang last night. Both a games, snowstorm, right? Both games had like snowstorms, and then we also had a fight between <laughs> Central Michigan and, and Northern Illinois. It was good. It was good to see Maction being back in full force. And then we got you know you got the college football playoff rankings too. Indeed, we did. So um, lots to get to here today on this Wednesday. It's buy sell short to go to Reddit day. We'll get into uh, the Grizzlies, Tiger football, Ryan Silverfield. Um, also, um, the college football playoff rankings. I thought it was, uh, I was happy. I was, uh, I was okay. You know, I didn't have much to quibble with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't have much to quibble with, with the qualifier of, 
I know already going into it that they are going to use different criteria for different teams' rankings. Like, it's not going to, like, it's not going to be as it should. It's going to be as they believe it should, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think what the the problem that everyone always has is they will never come out and say it, but I think what's clear is that they rank teams in tiers, and so they use they use it always comes across as contradictory because I think they use different like they put teams into a tier and then they have to differentiate between those tiers. I think they put Georgia and Ohio State in a different tier. They gave Ohio State credit for the wins. And then you sit there and go, well, Washington has the best win against Oregon. Why does that not matter? I think the reality is they put Washington in the tier yeah. with the other teams, and Washington has not looked good recently. Yeah, so uh, we'll dive into that in a second. 240 or so, DeMichael Cole, the Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, will join us. We'll get his thoughts on uh, all things Grizzlies uh, here as they try to navigate from out of this 0-4 start to the season. 3 o'clock or so. We will get into the list. Um, Josh McDaniels fired in the dead of night after uh, losing on Monday night to the Lions. Um, Some people got got on the internet by PFT Commenter. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I think I'm, I'm agreeing with this growing consensus that it kind of sucks that the, Dolph- that the Dolphins-Chiefs game this weekend mm. is in Germany, not in either Miami or Kansas City. Yeah, I mean that's welcome to welcome. I'm to sorry, the Goodell, I, don't, I don't like how this Goodell is growing regime. the game. I don't like how this is growing the game, but we'll get into it in the list. And uh, we, we should talk some Tiger basketball, man. Getting I, close. I think I saw where maybe Florio made the claim. It is the single best game that we've ever put on the international series or in the international well, remember, series. Well, remember, didn't we get a Chiefs-Rams game in Mexico City, I believe? That was a pretty big game on Monday night. No. That was a pretty big game. So the the Chiefs-Rams game that everyone remembers, the one that was like 51. Yeah, that, but the rematch of that was on. Like, it felt well, like a big year, game going into it. One it was year on, it was it supposed was in to be City. in Mexico City and the field was an issue. Maybe that's I, I remember that as being a big, but you're right. Certainly out of, out of the Europe games, this is... You know, this is a pretty big deal. Um, so we'll get into that, and then we'll talk some Tiger basketball as well in the second hour because season opener is on Monday, exhibition game tomorrow. Still don't have an answer about DeAndre Williams. Um, and it's it's funny, it's interesting. Other schools are starting to – their issues are starting to surface as well. You know, you kind of just know about Memphis's a little sure. bit. But now, like, LSU's having an issue with a guy. Ole Miss and Musa Cisse are having an issue. They have another player, too, that – yeah. Um, with getting someone – cleared by the NCAA, so we'll dive into all that in the second hour. But uh, let's start things off with a little uh, buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. It's that time on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey show, where we either buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Okay, Jeffrey, over at ESPN.com, we've got got power rankings out in the NBA. Uh, First week power rankings. And uh, I'll spoil it for you. Grizzlies took a bit of a tumble in the rankings after their 0-4 start, where they started the season and where they are in Week 2. I believe they started 11th. Indeed they did. In ESPN's power rankings, they have tumbled all the way to 27th, which, frankly, according to their record, is better than what they should be because they're only one, they're one of two teams. Yeah, but, like, look who they played. <laughs> um, buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit, Jeffrey. 
The Grizzlies are the 27th best team in the NBA. I will short this. Mm. Here's why I'm going to short this. I think it's entirely possible the conversation is going to be how bad the Grizzlies are beyond just right now. Like, I think this could go on for a little bit Mm -hmm. because, I mean, even even with the additions of Luke and Santi, it's going to help, but the same the same issues that they've been having, which is depth and having to play players they really probably didn't plan on playing as much as they are in the roles that they are, mm-hmm. those problems are still going to exist. And so I think kind of piggybacking off of what we talked about all summer where the Grizzlies are just going to have to, and Grizzlies fans are just going to have to get used to People are going to really enjoy like picking on them right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to inflate the value. I think everyone's going to pile on, and they're going to be they're going to be worse than they are. But if you look at it right now, I can't remember who someone on Twitter today put out the half court offense and defensive efficiencies. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, 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 I saw. I that. think they were. Was it James Herbert? Maybe. Um, it was one of those bats. Maybe Kelly Dwyer or something. Like someone put someone put it out there. And they were basically bottom five in both half-court defense and half-court offense. The reality is right now, as currently constructed, this is not a good basketball team. It was uh, it was uh, Her- Heralibus Vulgaris, the the gambler guy. What is Heralibus? What is Simmons twi- called? On, on Bob? Yeah, Bob or... Yeah, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for me? Um, so, uh, yeah, he put, it, he put that out there. But I'm just I'm just gonna sell this. They're not the the fourth like they might not be the eleventh best team this year, you know, like like they were. But they're not twenty the twenty like even the real damning stat. And again, it's like yeah, maybe this version that we've seen the first four games is the twenty seventh best team then, but there's that's not the version I expect to see for much longer. Indeed, tonight we will see a slightly different version. I, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they say about Derrick Rose. He's listed on the injury report as right knee soreness. I'm hoping maybe that's just like, hey, normally we'd list this as rest, but with well, these new rules, we got to put something down. You know, that's what I'm hoping to kind of – I'm hoping we get that vibe I, from it, you I, know? I say this as someone who likes Derrick. Mm-hmm. They couldn't put uh, They couldn't put on the injury report old. Yeah. Like, but like needs the, to take care of that, himself. Like, I totally get it. They played a bunch of games yeah. early here and – you know, and like his you minutes pro- have been probably much yeah. higher than they've expected. And so, like, I'm hoping when, when, whenever Taylor Jenkins talks about it, you kind of get that vibe above. Oh, just, oh, it's mm-hmm. just he needed a night off. But with these new rules, the NBA is getting finicky about this stuff. We got to like, list even, something. I feel like the Grizzlies, even when they were resting guys, they always put like ankle soreness. Yeah, yeah, they never, they never were, you know, mm-hmm. never trying to ruffle too many feathers. But, but the damning stat is since the Stephen Adams injury. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies are twenty-two and twenty-four. Well, and here's what I would say: that is still not the twenty-seventh best team. That's not the twenty-seventh best team in the NBA. That's still better than that. Um, so that's why I would <laughs> I sell hard on that. But fourth worst team. Buy sell sugar go to Reddit. Sub buy sell sugar go to Reddit. Are they gonna get their first win tonight? Well, the Grizzlies will get their first win tonight. Buy sell sugar go to Reddit. Utah Jazz. Mm, Jazz are one I didn't and know three. We're doing, I didn't know we were doing a pick show. Um, you want me to go first? Here's here would be my thing. I don't know if they get the win tonight. I think they're coming home with two wins. I think they go at least two and three. 
Two in two and one, you mean? I'm sorry. I think yeah. I think they get at least two of the three. That would jive with what I was. I've been hopeful for as they come back two and five from this road trip. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I think they're going to win two of three. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that they are winning their first game tonight. This is going to be one of the one one of the two. They're not going to beat Portland back to back. I still think they do have a problem in this regard. Marcus Smart, I think, has been good for them. He is still not a pure point guard. They are still mm-hmm. clearly missing a pure point guard, and I think that is hurting them in the half court on the offense. Would you play end. that Gilliard guy tonight with Derrick Rose hurt, or would you just like have Desmond Bain be your best? My, my, Desmond listen, Bain Canard, I, or whatever, I, you know, just figure it out with them. I understand it is an 82 game season, and if you're resting position, that Gilliard guy didn't look terrible. I mean, I'm like saying for like five, steal five, six minutes with them or I something. I mean, it can't be worse than Laravia. Um, but my, my resting position right now is that I understand it's an 82 game season. I understand the minutes stack up, but if we're going to do all these surveys that say resting doesn't work and or there's no, there's the science is unclear. I still think the simple answer is while they are shorthanded, they've got to play their better players more minutes. If you come back 0 and 7 from this trip, yes. it is like a, that is we are starting to veer into, oh, man, like this might be too big of a hole. Right, because if you come back 0-7, yes, it's a run. And you will have lost a three like That's three the, games the to bad teams. Is, the problem is you will have lost four games in totality to the Wizards, the Jazz, and the Blazers, none of which are trying to be even remotely competitive this year. Yeah, yeah. That's so- the problem. And the bigger problem is – Okay, maybe you add Santi, and I guess it's possible we add Bismack during this road trip. And by the way, Portland, Anthony Simons, who has become like a guy who has kind of killed the Grizzlies the last couple years, not playing, hurt. Yeah. They're not, they don't even have their best actual player. They've only cracked 100 points once this year. Um, I think they're coming back 2-1 and one on this road trip. Right. So, um, I mean, I does that mean a split? Does that mean I, th- I just think they're going to win 2 of 3? Yeah. I was willing to make it go with my pick. They're winning tonight. This is the first win tonight. Utah's kind of in a. I mean, I don't know. Like they're fr- they're friskier than Portland. And first game at altitude. Is Utah? Utah's not altitude. Pretty like sure that. Salt Lake City's. It's still at altitude. So I don't think it's Lake. like it's not like Denver. It's not like Denver, but I'm still pretty sure it's Denver's at altitude. Mile high. Um, all right. Nonetheless. Uh, Oh, now we're both looking up what the Heck yeah, 42.65. Suck it! All right, so is it? It's not a mile high, but it's close. It's like three-quarters of a mile high. All right, well, so you think you think we're getting a sweep in Portland. Does I, it matter to you how you get the 2-1? and one? No. No, but I would prefer <laughs> the 3-0. and oh. Yeah, because then if you, if, you, if you lose to Utah tonight, then you're 0-5. Yes, and then it starts it stacking does set up. up. It does set up biz, the Bismack Biombo saves the season Correct. narrative. Correct, narrative. You know? Well, getting guys back. So, I mean, I guess San- if Santi gets back one of those two games. Yeah, hopefully Santi gets so you back. Can That's start, the important thing. You it's can like, start rolling with that. You know, tonight, it's like tonight, you you know, it's almost like a little bit of more of a gut punch that you you find, you find get Kennard back, and then it's like, oh, well, we're still at the same, you're going to still be at the same depth level because Derrick Rose is out. I know. And Rose hasn't been great, but he's still been better than some of the young guys. No one has been particularly in the second unit good defensively. And yes, Derek's not shooting great right now. He is still giving you a little offensive pop yeah. that I would gladly take. I think the 
buy, sell short, or go to Reddit. If you're going to start doing, if we're going to start doing branches okay. of buy, sell short, or go to Reddit. Buy, sell short, or go to Reddit. If the Grizzlies come back, zero and seven, they will be forced to make a move quicker than they wanted to. Oh boy, that does start to raise. Now the bigger question, though, is no. Here's what, what move is out there. Here's what I would say. No, I would, I would sell that. And I would say this. I don't think they're going to be forced. I don't think that. I think they're more likely to like kind of pack it in for the season and say we'll give it another go next year, as opposed to making some sort of quick move. I don't think they're going to do anything until Ja comes back, no matter how bad this gets. Okay, here's the problem though with the pack it in approach. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope they don't do no, that. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm talking about if you're scheming, if you're trying to mm-hmm. game theory. I'm not. I'm not talking about from the emotional we're, perspective. We're, I feel like we're getting way ahead of ourselves here because like well, they're that's still just zero and four. That's not true. At the, at half, I think they're winning tonight. At the half time, at half of game one, my wife already started saying started tanking. <laughs> like she was ready to tank already. Well, to which I, I, not, I, I am certainly not there. Well, I. I I did the same move. Here's the problem, though. If, let's say, you get the disaster start. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's disaster? Five and 20? Five, it's like, to me, it's like in that eight or fewer wins. Okay. During this 25-game stretch. The problem, with, if you get there and you start doing the, maybe we should think about, maybe we can get another piece, and you start thinking that way, you still have the, you're going to have an interesting contract with Jared, an interesting contract extension with Jaron, because what you're going to be able to offer Jaron, if he continues on the pace that he's on, he will decline it, and he should decline it. It's very similar to what happened last year. You're going to have to give him the max of whatever he can get. Yeah. Correct, but he can also hit the open market. He's not a restricted yeah, yeah, free agent. I know you can but, give him. He's not gonna. You're, if you can, if you're able to offer him the max, he will stay here. I think. Okay, but hang with me here. It's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. And the problem is you are only guaranteed this year and next year with Jaron, Ja, and Dez. Not, well, this year, next year, and the year after. Two years after. I thought Jaron's contract. No, Jaron has three years left on his deal, including I thought, this year. I thought it was a four-year extension, and last year was year one. Yes, yeah, so he has to this year and two more years after that. Okay, so you, that, you've got three seasons, including correct. this season. means you only with, get two more cracks at I know. it. No, and what we've also seen now is – the NBA playoffs are starting to become a little bit more similar to what we've seen like with the NFL, what we saw well, with baseball now. It's like get into the tournament and see how well, it goes. That's why the move will be similar to it'll you'll get you're gonna try to aim to find a player who has similar contract term to like Marcus Smart. Like Marcus Smart has like kind of a big deal, a little bit of a big deal. Um it was bigger when it was signed than it is now, but it ends before you have to re sign Jaron. Like you, you know what I mean. Like he's a free agent that year too. Uh, that Jaron becomes a free agent. So, um, in I, terms of the the contract you have, and so if you can find a deal with a contract like that that has like two years left on it that fits, then yeah, you should go for it. But that's easier said than done. And I mean, know, here's the here's the legitimate the question. question. Is, I I don't. I'm just hopeful they. I don't think they're gonna dig themselves. They're gonna be in a hole. Like to me, it's very clear at this point. Whatever it is. When it's when Ja comes back, it's not going to be the record anyone envisioned two weeks ago. Even I would also point out, though, but I'm just to the doomsday people. 
we pointed this out. I can't remember. Was it maybe it was last week with Eric or whatnot? On Thanksgiving, what was it? 2019. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the 2018-19 season. That Thanksgiving. They were on top of the Western Conference yes. standings. It was the J.B. Bickerstaff last Correct. year. Yeah. That team, I believe, finished with the seventh worst record in the league. Yeah. Like, and that, It can flip. No, and I think 10 wins is the mark. That's what you want to not aim for, but like, let's make sure we're at 10 wins when Ja comes back. I think that's what you're looking at. If you're I still good, think it's legit. And hopefully it's more. I still think it's legitimately possible it seems like 12 and 13 when Ja comes back. I think that's very much on the table because we it's still so early in the season. Yeah. People are going to start, A, guys are going to start getting and, hurt. Then and we've seen with Taylor Jenkins' teams in the regular season, when they figure it out, correct, they go on like they roll. Runs. They get on, they go on like they win like eight of nine. They don't just win like two or three in a row. It they kind of like feels like Taylor Jenkins is nine kind of, of 11 or something like that. You this know? Actually, I just thought of the spin zone. Mm. So smart of Taylor. <laughs> I'm the ultimate life is about expectations. Mm-hmm. So smart to get this like lose eight of nine stretch that is inevitable. Cause like mm-hmm. we've seen it with Taylor. Like they either like have like win no. 10 of 11, but no. they every year just about they've had stretches where it's like now, lose last eight of nine. year was the first year where they had like an eight of nine in the middle of the season. Once they got it rolling, they last year was the first time where they got it rolling and then lost it. Didn't they go like a month without winning a road game? That was last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still think that they tend to go on runs well, both ways. It, what 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 they've been is slow starters the first month of the season. It's yeah. taken them a little bit to get going each season. Now, not to so, this degree where they're oh they, you know, it took them four games to win a game or five games to win a game hopefully, but they've gotten off to slow starts under Taylor Jenkins. I do think though this is a legitimate question. Cuz we've talked about it in terms of how would you make a move? Because it's not easy. The assets are not great. I do think at a certain point, they're going to have to start having the real question of, okay, are we better off trying to get guys now? Or are we better off banking next year, Brandon Clark and Steven Adams are back, and then let's roll? Because I don't know if those are necessarily guarantees. And the reality is those are probably going to be Couple of the assets that you'd have to give I, up, but I, I don't know who's going to give up assets for that. Right we've, now, we've talked about lately some of the like miscalculations they've made the last couple of off seasons. A miscalc, the next miscalculation would be I, I can maybe see an argument for Brandon Clark that you like plan for him to have a role next season. Yeah, like a significant role. If you're going into next season. Banking on like your starting center spot being Steven Adams, I yeah. think that's a mistake. It, it, I think it was a mistake. It now very clearly in retrospect, well, it was clearly a mistake for this year. This like not having so we've said it, not having any sort of reinforcements for Steven Adams, potential of him being out for the whole year when that was a potential. Like what you know, very clearly it was a possibility because it happened. Not having some sort of reinforcements for that was a mistake, and they're you know honestly. These first five games, they're paying for it. They're paying for it. I still think, though, I think if you end up, like, let's say it is, like, 0-7 to start or 1-6 and and 1-8 and where you lose mm-hmm. to the Heat, one, I, let's say through. It's bad. Let's say you're 2-8 and eight through 10 games. Yeah. I do think you have to look in the mirror because at that point you will have seen the team with Luke and with Santi. Yeah. I do think you're going to have to look in the mirror and go, like, 
We need to shake things up. This this group is not good enough. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's crazy to think you're that you feel like you're that close to. I don't know. I don't know if ten games enough. I really think you don't want to make. I think it would be a mistake to make a rash move before Ja. Like I think you want to see it ten games with Ja before you make that sort of move. I suppose you can talk me into that because in the end, the Lakers basically did that. I mean, yeah. the Lakers just got the new team at the deadline. I hope you can win. And I think that's, I think the way to do it is you just got to hope this is an anomaly. Like you're because not going to. My biggest problem right now is it's fine. I think, I think the actual issue is personnel more than anything right now. I don't think it's scheme. I don't think it's coaching. I don't think it's motivation. I think it's personnel. When you start adding three more guys back to the rotation, including your best player. Mm-hmm. How much difference does that make? But I'm not convinced that this isn't a larger personnel issue. Oh, I, I think if you want to, I think I, I've said it when Steven Adams got hurt. If you want, you can try to convince me that when Ja comes back, this team with Xavier Tillman as the starting center. Yeah. Is a threat in the Western Conference? I would disagree with you. Yeah, and I, I would not. I'd see them. I think I would not. I would not see them as a, with. And we're team Xavier guys. In I terms think they're of like, play, I think they could potentially work their way back into the playoff mix, but I don't see them as like a threat in the Western Conference right now. They, I think you need you're you're at least a you're a trade away still. Yes. at least you're a piece away now that especially now that Adams is gone is gone, and so I think there is a move that needs to be made. But I also think you want to make sure you know what you exactly what you need. Like well, it seems pretty obvious exactly what you need. What exactly what you need is you need legitimate rebounding help mm-hmm. and you need a physical presence inside. Yeah. And you know, to me, if it if I can get it done, the right guy, I'd be willing to give up, you know, certainly one draft pick and you know, for the right guy, I'd I'd hear too. I, I don't know. Like I think. Well, it, I mean, that's that's always. I mean, that's always the question. It's like the right guy. It's like, well, first off, you have to. What is what does the other team want? Yeah. No, and it, and I. But that's also. I, I said this when the Adams injury happened initially. It's why I think if you can, you got it. You got to just hope upon hope that they can win enough that you can wait a little bit because the deal is going to be a better deal later. It's not going to be a good deal right now. It's gonna. You're gonna be. De- you're coming off as desperate now. Perhaps, but there's also the argument of the longer you wait, the more teams that get involved. If you find out someone is available, now I do think the advantage that you have is I think what you're going to be searching for on the market not is not what people are looking for. It right? Yeah. Like I, I, I think if you you just got to try and survive this, and like this this why this road trip is particularly important. Surviving this involves winning two of like that. To survive this, you go and win two of three against the bad teams out west. Like that's how you survive this stuff. At least they've been a great road team recently. <laughs> Portland's you can get into trouble in Portland a little bit, although like I don't know anymore. Like it's know, downtown's got feels like nobody's going outside in Portland. Yeah, anymore. yeah. It's and then and then like Salt Lake City. I think we're okay there. I think we're okay. And so I've been around Salt Lake City. The bars close early there. I think we're I think we're uh I think we're okay. Did I tell you look, maybe this was when you did you have a Salt Lake City trip? Not not the play since the playoffs. No. 
I went to the I went to a playoff game there. Well, I mean, maybe ago. looking into whether or not they were going to play. There was something after the actual the one where y'all went and covered it. Well, there was the All Star game last year. That was it because mm-hmm. I was fishing around for some info. The Salt Lake City Chamber of Commerce wants you to know that they do actually have alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, no, they're bar. There's no, bars. but like they were, they were pumping. Like I went to like one of these like websites and it was like flooding me too. We have bars. We have bars and like all these gastro pubs and whatnot. But all right, for our next buy sell sure to go. Should we go Tiger football Ryan Silverfield or college football playoff rankings? Um, Ryan Silverfield. Oh, okay, he goes for the juice. We'll say we'll save we'll save playoffs for the list. So it's Wednesday, a few days away from homecoming uh, for Tiger football. They're playing South Florida two o'clock. It's an ESPN Plus game. Uh, Jim Strickland, Mayor Jim Strickland is going to be, I, I believe he's like the, um, he's, he's releasing the Tigers. He's releasing the Tigers. And I think he's like the grand marshal of the homecoming is he, parade. Is he going to flip the coin? I don't know. Is he going to, is he going to have like a giant check for the stadium? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was also thinking this is nice gesture by the athletic department. <laughs> he's an alum. Mm-hmm. He's an alum. Well, uh, he's an outgoing mayor. I agree. Yeah, like this is a nice little, you know, he, you know, he give him his moment. He's I, a season ticket holder. Yeah. I think he has been the biggest champion for the University of Memphis. Is it is it, you know, can you can mm-hmm. you kill two birds with one stone? Sure, no, hey, little, you know, like well, hey. Sterling Archer said little column A, little column B. <laughs> um, but uh so another big game for Memphis. Big well, big in the like you gotta win it. Like you gotta win. Okay, but you're throwing around big game too loosely. Fine, you're right. It's it's a big game for Ryan Silverfield. How so? Because I think that I think he is in the position now where the last big game in the regular season is the SMU game. You think even they're if, just in can't I, lose. I, they are very much in can't lose. Well, that's territory. what I'm saying. It's a big game for him if he loses it because it's like this is this game and the next game. If you lose it, you know you. You saw what the reaction was to them almost losing to North Texas. If you lose on homecoming at home to South Florida, it'll be that and I think exponentially worse. I know, but the problem is that's the reality of the league now. Yeah. Um, but here's the buy sell sure to go to Reddit. Because you're right. Like one this game doesn't matter in the sense like this doesn't the game doesn't resonate nationally whatsoever. It this is not improving your profile. With no. a win, it doesn't no matter how good or bad of a win. They're not going to show this game on college football final whether yep. you win it or lose it. Correct. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly. No, like, no I agree. Um, they're, you know, like, that's, that's, that's Mark, the they're reality. putting it on plus. Yeah, it's a plus game. Um, unless, like, something absolutely insane happens in it. I could, I, that, that would be a disclaimer. I mean, maybe. But it wouldn't get on because of the impact of the result. The North Texas-Memphis game was insane, and that didn't get on college football final. I didn't watch this week, so I'm not sure. Like, it, that... That ending was insane. Yes. Um, but you look at all this Tiger football stuff from a big picture perspective and this looming decision, I guess, that feels like needs to be made. Does it? <laughs> well, like one way or the other. Like, well, the, a deci- it's a three way street, it feels like. You can either commit further to Ryan Silverfield, you can just let it ride for two, you know. He's got two years left on his deal after this, and let it ride, or you can fire him and get you know move on. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what how this exactly ends. Um, and so that's well, what because the season hasn't yes, ended. Yes, exactly. No, 
it all depends on what happens over these next four or five games. And that's why I call it a big game because of the implications here locally. Um, so here's the buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit related to Ryan Silverfield Memphis football. All right. Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Ryan Silverfield will get a contract extension after this season. Ooh, because this is a different question than should. Oh, you want to go with should? Yes. I okay. want to go with should. Ryan Sil- buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Ryan Silverfield should get an extension after this season, which the, the changing of that in question implies that you don't have faith. You don't necessarily think the, the right decision will be made here. Correct. <laughs> I will be selling this. So should. You, you think there's no circumstances where he should get a contract no, if extension? He wins, if he wins out, wins the league, give him a contract extension. That is mm-hmm. that is well-earned. Okay. But if what happens, which I'm expecting to happen, which is they finish 9-3 and three and they lose to SMU and – what if we can win that 10th game at the bowl game? 10-win season? Okay. <laughs> Who will they have beaten? Boise? If they win, if they win. Yeah, In my scenario, I'm giving them, they're going to win. Nine wins and a bowl win. They're going 9-3, but they lose to SMU. What if it's the military bowl against Clemson, like ESPN predicted? What if you beat, like, a bad Clemson team? That'd be pretty nice. I mean, that's fun for the fan base, but how many... How many opt-outs do you think Clemson's going to have in that I'm just game? saying, it, that won't matter to anyone here. Not to the fan base, but it does matter. Like, It'd be sweet to beat I Dabo also, in a bowl game. That's, That'd be that's sweet. fine. And I, listen, I would, I would cheer on with you all. But the problem is, using that as a barometer to make a yeah. decision, yeah, to no, me, is foolish. The reality is, is, I actually think this is a super interesting coaching carousel season. You can feel it in the air. <laughs> Are we going to get earthquakes? Or is it just going to be these little tremors? Are we just going to get... Well, I, I think no matter what Memphis does, it'll be a no, bit no, no, of but, a tremor. But this is what I'm saying. an earthquake around college but football this that is what, Ryan Silverfield keeps no, 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 but or this doesn't is what, keep his job. This is what I find interesting. I think we might have hit the pendulum swinging back in which a lot of these schools have realized we made really horrible contract decisions. We started giving out way too much money, mm. we're paying too much in buyouts, and contracts got insane. Yeah, Ross Dellinger has a great piece from earlier this week in which he talked to some agents, and that's one of the key questions is, is there going to be a somewhat of an overcorrection, especially with it being uncertain with how much, you know, how much conference money are you getting, how much TV money are you getting, what is the future of all this money, what's the future of the leagues? There's a lot of... There's a lot of things on the spreadsheet that you can't really account for one way or the other. It might end up being better than you thought. It might end up being worse. I do not think, in my scenario, if he goes 9-3, and three, which is a good season, mm-hmm. I do not think that that is deserving of, let's do the extension. And, I'm sorry, I have never, ever, 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 ever bought the argument He's got to be able to recruit. And he's only two years left. How can he tell him he's going to be there when they graduate, Jeffrey? <laughs> Fortunately, I think maybe the transfer portals also started to kind of combat that. Like, yeah. oh, they're gone in a year anyway. <laughs> Who cares? Like, so there's kind of there's an element of that. But this idea, like, think about it in the NFL. Guys coach within the last year of their deal all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, there has been nothing in that scenario in which you will have beaten nine teams that you were favored to beat, and you beat them. Tip your cap. You didn't You didn't win the league in my scenario, mm-hmm. but you beat who you're supposed to beat. And 
I guess you kept people interested enough. But yeah. there is nothing to me. First off, if I'm going to give a guy an extension, I think it has to be one of two reasons. A, he has earned it. And in my opinion, that is not earning it. Mm-hmm. Or B, I am truly, I have determined this is my guy and I'm worried about losing him. Here is the extension. Who right now would you be worried about losing Ryan Silverfield to? Because I actually think we've reached the point with the fan base where if somebody came calling, we've reached the passenger zone. He's he's in like a mixture, I'm going to be honest. It's not, it's not quite what Tubby went through, and it's not quite what Josh went through. It's like a hybrid of the two. Yeah. Um, in terms of how he's perceived. Because like... Unlike Tubby, like part of the problem people had with Tubby is they felt like he didn't like care that much. I think Ryan well, let's does also be care clear, though, a lot. A big problem of Tubby, like forget about the actual on-court product. The single biggest problem with Tubby is your cash cow was now hemorrhaging money. Yeah. The basketball program is what has largely been the lifeblood of the profit side. Mm-hmm. And you started to have 2,100 people in the building. Mm-hmm. That was a massive problem. Yeah. I think if there still would have been seven, 8,000 people, I think there would have been a much— And that's where I think, Ryan, like, it'll be interesting to see what the attendance is this weekend, but, like, the attendance has not been—it's been down from what it was certainly five years ago, but it hasn't cratered It is the not football game. It has not cratered, but it also has not been uh, something that you would put in the pros no, column. No, no, but it's— you know what I mean? don't, like, I don't think it's not at the tubby level. No, I agree. Of totally agree with you on that. You know, it's not at that level. Um, and so, I, you know, I don't know. I, to me, if it should, I'm I'm selling it. Yes. Like, I'm selling it. And will? Uh, We're probably both buying. <laughs> well, like, because to me, the only reason he should, I think you're right. I don't think just winning the SMU game is even enough for me to go, Oh, let's give him an extension because he beat SMU and then lost to Tulane in the conference final. Or, like, what if he beats SMU and then, like, the UTSA scenario, it's UTSA versus Tulane in the championship game. You just you lost a tiebreaker at 10 and, at ten and 2. Well, then you're in the best spot ever for Ryan. We got screwed. Yes. Um, I wouldn't think that's enough because all you really did was beat SMU. But I don't know. Like, if he, if he has a 10-win season, I think he's going to get an extension. I tend to agree. That's um, kind of why we I, yeah. I said let's let's phrase it the way we should. Yeah, All should right. and will. Ugh. Big differences. One word. <laughs> let's get back to more happy topics and conversation. Let's discuss those 0-4 Grizzlies with Michael Cole next, right here on Giannato and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. DeMichael Cole is the Commercial Appeals Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. Go follow him on Twitter on X at DeMichael C. Also, make sure that you're following. We got the live blogs, right? We got live blogs. Live blogs, baby. Make sure you're following along with live blogs at commercialappeal.com. <laughs> Every game. DeMichael, is it, uh, how tough has it been live blogging some of these games? Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's the job. We all get it. But, like, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the way the games have gone, like, they, they, they get off to decent starts for the most part in the first quarter. Then, like, the second and third quarters have been just, like, you know, third quarter they're usually just trying to catch up. And in the fourth quarter they get you excited for a couple seconds and then they, they lost so far. So, um, it's been something. <laughs> I guess that is a good thing because I've told Mark, to your point, I feel like almost every game has had the same script. It's just like you laid out. Maybe you can now work on like a form. Like if your your game story can just be like generic, first quarter good, lost it in the second quarter, third quarter kind of tried to fight They're not going to keep losing, Jeffrey. Come on. They're not going to keep I'm just losing. saying like maybe have, you know, a couple of templates ready to go. What <laughs> what are your messages of hope here to Michael? You know, I feel like this is a it kind of a, worse? I'm not saying it's a, you know, the, I think I will be worried if they come out of this road trip 0 and seven. If they haven't won a game oh, by the time they come back, bad. that'd be that'd be pretty bad. And you can't lose to Portland twice. Yeah. So what is what? How do you think this shakes out here over the next week or so? Honestly, you you got to sweep Portland. Like Portland is bad. You know, they Scoot Henderson is pretty much learning how to play basketball at the NBA level right now. And, and you know, they're missing the Anthony Simons. Like, those are two games you have to win. Utah tonight might be a little bit tougher. Utah has some talent, even though they're 1-3. and three. They beat the Clippers. Uh, so, I think if you go 2-1 you know, two and one over this stretch, that's acceptable. 1-2 and two is still ugly. Like, if you go 1-2 and two in a stretch where you play three games on the road against two teams that certainly aren't going to make the playoffs, that's still a little bit concerning. But from the – for optimism, as you were saying, um, you got Luke Kennard back. So yeah. uh, the bench, I mean, they, they got outscored 39-13 on the bench uh, bench points against Dallas, and that was a big difference. The bench hasn't won the scoring battle since the first game of the season against the Pelicans, which was the game Luke Kennard played. So, Did not um, score any points. 
and didn't score. Yeah, but the, know, I think Bucanard, it, there's the, an impact when he's on the floor. There's yeah. no question, but also he was shooting poorly. Smart move, get the concussion. Now he's going to be back equilibrium. Mm, he's going to get it back. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, like uh, that was a thought that went through my brain, and then I realized, like, you're an idiot. But I'm. <laughs> but it was an actual thought that I had. You know, because he he was in a slump, right? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Change it up. A, he, he he was. We know how great of a shooter he is. Like he led the league in three point percentage the last two seasons. So you know he's going to find it at some point. But you know now he had the time away, and he's had the last few days to practice and and whatnot. Like I. I don't think he'll come back in the same slump. I think the big, the other issue is, do we think, by the way, do you think, do you have any sense of whether the Derrick Rose thing, like, I, I'm think I'm hoping it's just, like, they can't say rest on the injury report, and he's just, like, getting yeah. kind of an off night. Um, it's this nothing serious. This will be a long thing. Yeah, this, this will be the case all season. You know, it's, it's kind of the maintenance mm. plan with Derrick Rose, you know, I don't think anyone should expect him to play 77 games, 78 games this season. You know, uh, I think he'll have a few of these sprinkled in, whether it's back-to-backs, uh, three and fours, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, obviously, they've needed him lately with their lack of depth, but um, with Luke Kennard being back, it kind of gives them that opportunity to give him, you know, that maintenance day or, you know, whatever the case may be. What's the latest on Santi? I mean, he, he, he's getting close because he's ramping up now. Uh, and we all know that's kind of where they get in the final stages to five on five. I, I think he plays during the road trip. Okay. We're going to get some offloading soon or whatever. What is it? Onloading? He, onboarding? I don't know what on, Taylor on, Jenkins yeah. Taylor Jenkins uses weird. So we're, so we're out of play. Play groups come before five on five, right? Yes. So play groups, yeah. then yeah. five on five. I think you're right. I think it's onboarding. Onboarding yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, you know, what. What do you what do you make of this group with the addition of Bismack Biombo after tomorrow's or after tonight's game? Um and and potentially, as you put it, hopefully with the addition of Santi and Luke tonight and by the end of the road trip. Like, what do you make of that group? How will they nav how will they navigate these next twenty games after tonight? Um, to when yeah. John Morant, like, what do you foresee for this group when John Morant comes back? Yeah, so they're zero and four right now, and I think the number I said before the season was you, tr- you want to try to be like thirteen and twelve by the point John gets back. Now, you might want to hope for like eleven and fourteen, like uh, maybe you know twelve and thirteen if you can get there. Like you just want to you want to be in the conversation. So when John gets back, I feel like they'll have a lot of answers to. Um, a lot of the questions that they have. Uh, with Marcus Smart, I think he's been really good. You know, yeah. I've actually been I agree. You know, a little bit surprised with uh, how comfortable he is, you know, going off the dribble. Like, of course, he threw up some wild shots. Like, he had a couple, like, Dylan Brooks-type reminder shots, when, especially when he threw that hook shot, you know, up over like a mm-hmm. – I forgot who it was, but it was over like a six foot ten guy. But still, Marcus Smart has been really good. The playmaking has been good from him. Uh, he's, he's shooting the ball well. Yeah. Overall, um, I like that addition. And, and Zaire looks better than last season so far. Uh, I think, you know, with Xavier Tillman, you just you, you know what you're going to get pretty much from him. Uh, Bismack Biombo, I think, is, is going to be a good addition because right now, if you look at it, the Grizzlies are literally playing two guys at center. Yeah. And it's the two guys that start in the front court in terms of Jaron Jackson Jr. and Xavier Tillman Sr. Uh, what that means for Kenneth Lofton Jr., don't think that's a good sign that the Grizzlies would rather stagger their starting power forward and their starting center 
you know, at the center position over 48 minutes of a game than play, you know, the backup center that they have currently rostered on a standard contract. So, uh, but overall, I think when Ja gets back, if, if Marcus Smart continues to shoot the ball, you know, at this level, I think Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain both give you those secondary creators where it's going to be tough for teams to kind of load up on Grizzlies. Like in the past, you remember, you could just wait on John Morant to get to the paint. And maybe Desmond Bain would be able to create, but you didn't have a lot of other options. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a four-assist game recently. No one's talked about that because they're losing. Four assists for Jaron Jackson Jr., I don't think people know how rare that is. He didn't do that last season. The entire season, his season high in assists was three, and he only did that six times. He's had a three-assist game already this season, and he's had a four-assist game. So signs of improving as a playmaker are there for him. Uh, so they're taking some small strides. Now when they put all the pieces together, we'll see where it goes. But I think they're middle of the pack right now uh, when they're healthy. No, I think to your point, I think the most disheartening aspect of the Mavericks game was, you know, you kept saying, well, if they finally get a game where Jaron plays well, yep. Marcus plays well, Des plays well, like they'll, that will stabilize it. And then the Mavericks hit 23 threes, 23 of 47 <laughs> from three, and you're like, well, so much for that. And I think that was kind of disheartening. But in that game, we also saw Taylor in the second half start to cut start to cut the rotation down. Yep. Do you think that's something that – was that like a tell of what we're going to see? Or do you think that was, I'm just trying to get a win here? I'm just trying to get a win, man. That, 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 that was – all right, we're 0-3. And, and you got to think about even though the Mavs were hitting all those shots, uh, the Grizzlies were still in the game. Like yeah. they, they, was, they shot well from three-point range. They just didn't shoot the type of volume. You know that that the Mavs were shooting that, so uh, they were still in that game. So you, you go into that second half thinking, "Hey, look, Jake Laravia gave us six minutes, and they weren't really good minutes." And you, you, you cut you cut him pretty much out of the rotation. Derrick Rose minutes got small, you know, in the second half, and he kind of rolled like seven guys. Yeah, you know, primarily in in the second half with Conchar and Roddy being the guys coming off the bench in that situation. So I think it was pretty much just trying to get a win, and I think that speaks a lot to the depth issues because watching the Grizzlies over pretty much the entire Taylor Jenkins uh, tenure, they like to go 10 deep. You know, nine deep is, is okay for them, you know, at this point in the season. But Taylor Jenkins wants to play 10 guys. He says it all the time, 10-man rotation, 10-man rotation. They want to play 10 guys. Right now they're just unable to. Well, I mean, I think isn't that kind of the big question is, like, do they have 10 guys? Well, if you look, think about it right now, the, the math, well, you got the five guys that are starting. You got David Roddy, John Conchar, um, Derek Rose. That's eight. And then you throw in Luke and Santi, and that gets you to ten. Now, the, the, the bottom isn't, you know, as good as a couple years ago maybe when you had, you know, um, DeAnthony Melton. And well, Kyle it used Anderson. to be like Conchar was the bottom. And now yeah, he's like, now, now you're now, listing him seven. Now he's your, you know? he's well, now, now he was in there in the fourth quarter yeah. making the run. <laughs> I think the difference is your, your bottom isn't as good, but with Santi and Luke, you have two guys who potentially can average, you know, double figures coming off the bench. I think Derrick Rose will settle into his role. I know a lot of people are talking about his, his shooting numbers lately. They haven't been good, uh, but I think, you know, he, he said it himself. Like he's, is, is, is Rose going to be in – do you think Rose sticks in the rotation all year long? Because you haven't mentioned Zaire either. Zaire's going to be in the rotation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zaire's maybe he gets in instead of Conchar. Conchar falls out of the rotation. Or Roddy, yeah. Yeah, or Roddy. But 
Um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, like, I don't think they're going to play eleven guys. Like one of those guys not going to play. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to they're going to play ten for sure. Yeah, and then and especially once they get back to Ja, and then then you're starting about okay now now Contreras back to our twelfth guy again. And it's like okay, all right, you know the eleventh guy, and you're like okay, yeah, is the guy who needs to come in when you're you know got injuries. Yeah, so, you're shorthanded. You need like the reality is it's it feels worse because it's the first four games of the year. Like exactly. that's that's and, the I truth. I think Desmond Bain said that too. He's like, we've had streaks like this before. It's just the fact that it's the beginning of the season. You know, it's it's a huge alarm sign for everyone. Yeah, but I also think it's it is worse when it's at the beginning of the season. Like it just is because you don't want to. I mean, like it. I, I put it like this. I, to me, it's like if you're under nine wins, that's going to be an awful big hill to climb out of, uh, even with Ja back. Like. That that feels like a that feels like an awful big hole to have to climb out of this season, and yeah. so, um, and I don't know, you know, like they they gotta they gotta get healthy I think, quick. I think beyond though, I I do agree with Dez's point. Like we, because I, I think yeah, I remember reading your your quote to Michael is like we've lost eight of nine or we lost they eight lost eight of nine last like year. He, like he even mentioned it. They got the two like, seed last year and they lost eight of nine at one point. I think the yep. bigger problem right now is your. Yes, you can you can understand losses and it is it doesn't help it's in the middle of football season where we just overreact to everything and then you throw on top of it we're a dramatic city that overreacts positively negatively all the time. Yep. I do think the problem is like you look and you see who's out there and you're like no wonder they're losing. Like yes, this is not a good team like based on what they have on the floor and then you're trying to talk yourself into well, it'll be better when Santi and Luke get back. We're still not talking about like I mean, we have high hopes for Santi, but, like, Luke at times, like, there's been the struggle of what's the right role. We know he can shoot, but what's the proper role? Like, yeah. it, it does make you wonder. It's like, uh, is it as soon as they get them back, like, okay, all of a sudden things are stable until Ja gets back? But, like, I think that's I think that's the emotion that's also coming out of people. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's not that those two separately will add stability. It's the fact that the stability will come into depth that you have, the, the more options, basically. Because right now, you're not just uh, – you don't just have David Roddy, John Conchard, and, and Jake LaRevy in, in the rotation. You're relying on them. Like, they have to do something or you're going to lose. Uh, with If you add Santi and Luke uh, to the, the rotation, sure, you know, Santi will have a game he scores 15 points, then he might score four points the next night. But when he scores four, that might be the night that Luke Kennard scores 15 points. Like, you have more options. Uh, right now, the chances of David Roddy, Jake Laravia, John Concha are scoring a 15-point game is just, you know, rare. So uh, I think those two just give you, you know, mm-hmm. better optionality through the roster. There's, right now, it's, it's like they're just forced to play guys. Do you, do you think ultimately we're going to see this front office make a, like a significant move this season, in season? Whether it, not, I mean, not necessarily now, not necessarily two weeks, yeah. like, but like post-Ja coming back, whether it's the deadline, something like that, or do you think – do you think they're just going to ride this out with what they got? Yeah, this is the time to do it. I, I keep saying that because that's what I wrote kind of before the season in terms of this is the Desmond Bain's contract kicks in next season. So you're going into the luxury tax. Uh, you got all these other guys, Brandon Clark's contract. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr. extension talks will, will potentially. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 